Hello and welcome everyone. This is John Wells with Eyes on the Mize, and this is going to be the start of something that we're just I'm just gonna try out for a little bit. It's just me today. And we're going to talk about the cards from Eternal Masters. So this is gonna just be me spitting my thoughts out. Kind of for me, but I wanted to go ahead and record this so that you guys can listen to this and then tell me when I'm wrong, because the internet loves telling people when they're wrong. So we're gonna start with this kind of pseudo review. First off with the lands, because the lands don't get enough love. And to start off with, we have a cycle of 10 lands at common, which we should all remember from Tarkir for those of us who've played in that set, which is the cycle of gain lands. These are the cards, Bloodfell Caves, Blossoming Sands, Dismal Backwater, Jungle Hollow, uh, Rugged, Rugged Highlands, Scoured Barrens, Swiftwater Cliffs, Thornwood Falls, Tranquil Cove, and Wind Scarred Crag. They enter the battlefield tapped. When they do enter the battlefield, you gain a life, and they tap for one of two colors of mana. For example, Windscarred Crag taps for red or white. In cons, these were used to help make sure that your mana always worked out for your three color spells, because they wanted you to play in this wedge sandbox. And to help you do that, they needed to help give you the fixing. Now, they were at common there, and they're also at common here. So that tends to tell me that this format is going to be one where we can easily play multiple colors. Because, you know, if you open a Maelstrom Wanderer, pack one, pick one, you're going to want to be able to cast that guy. So you're going to want to be able to pick up your Rugged Highlands, your Swiftwater Cliffs, and so on, so you can help cast your big fun fun guy. Now, what can we do? What, can we el what else can we kind of draw from that? Well, you know, maybe we have these multicolor decks that can pop up. Now, we only have the one three-color card in Maelstrom Wanderer, but I would not be surprised to see a bunch of decks like, say, a blue-black deck that has a Tranquil Cove to help splash for its source of plowshares, because there are some really powerful cards in this set that you're going to want to be able to cast. And even, and even splashing off of these is really, really easy. So that's the first place that I look. Very good Unlimited. They're fine reprints. You're probably going to see them everywhere anyways, but... I'm happy to see them come up in another draft set because I, I loved playing with these in cons and I can't wait to play with these again. Moving on to the next land we have is we have the a mythic rare land in Caracas. It's a legendary land, tapped for white mana, and it has tap, return target legendary creature to its owner's hand. Now, I'm going to go ahead and stop you right here at the pass. Caracas is banned in Commander. Even though this card is currently fetching a $100 pre-order price, Expect that to come down as time as, as a little bit of time goes on, but likely this is going to suffer the same thing that most modern master sets have, where cards start to dip at first, but then as time goes on, they start rising. Caracas is a great card to help get rid of some legend get, get legendaries out of the way. Perfect for Highlander. Great card in Legacy. Certainly happy to see it being reprinted. Next land we have is Maze of Ith. It's a rare land. And it says tap, untap target act attacking creature. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to and by that creature this turn. So what Maze does is it just blanks a single attacker. Now, it doesn't have to be attacking you. That's going to be the primary use for Maze of Ith. You have a big thing attacking you that you don't want to hit you. You just maze it and get it out of the way. But you can also do tricks with it on your end of the board. Say you have a big, you're sending an alpha attack in. You see an opponent make a block that you don't like. You can maze your own guy to leave him on defense and keep him alive for an extra turn. Now, ideally, again, this is just going to be a land that you can put in your deck that you can use to blank an attacking creature. Great in Commander, great in other formats. Currently played in Legacy in the lands deck, but you do have to remember that Maze of Ith does not tap for mana, so you're going to have to be very careful there. Uh, next land that we have to talk about is an uncommon land, which is Mishra's Factory. Taps for colorless mana. 
You can pay one, and it becomes a 2-2 assembly worker artifact creature until end of turn. It's still a land. Then you can tap it to give an assembly worker creature plus one, plus one until end of turn. So for the most part, this is just going to be a 2-2 creature, a 2-2 land that you can animate and hit in for some extra damage. Maybe you're a threat light control deck. Maybe you're an aggressive deck that wants to be able to turn one of your lands into a threat in the middle to late game. That's great. Another thing that Mistress Factory does and can do pretty well is that even though it only animates into a 2-2, it can turn itself into a 3-3 thanks to its last ability and block as though it was a 3-3. So attacking 2-2s have to be very careful when you have Mistress Factory and 1 mana up because you can just go ahead and eat any of those creatures. Solid card and limited. Don't know how highly I would pick this card in draft, but I do know that it is something that I'm going to look for and just keep my eye out for and remember, okay, there's a Mistress Factory in this draft. The last land, because there's not that many, is Wasteland. Wasteland is a rare land, taps for colorless, and you can tap and sack it to destroy target non-basic land. Card is amazing in, in Legacy. It helps define your Legacy mana bases, because you, know, you don't want to get Wastelanded out of the tournament. Also, it is great in Commander. It is great in Highlander. It is great in so many other formats where Wasteland is legal. It helps get rid of um, scary utility lands. And it does, and it protects your. Um, it can protect some of your creatures, say from a maze of Ith or whatnot. Now, the best part about Wasteland in Limited is because you can sometimes hit some of these gain lands, which are at common. So you might actually have a, an opponent that you can Wasteland one of their lands on turn one or turn two or whatever it is. I mean, can you imagine Wastelanding a maze of Ith in the middle of the game? That is going to feel really, really great. Uh, Wasteland is currently. Uh, having a pre-order price of around 50 bucks, it's going to be very valuable. Likely, this is going to su su suffer the uh, goif problem that we've seen from Tarmor Goyf's where they start to go down, but then they go up because, you know what, Wasteland is best in? In playsets. So that is going to be a card that I'm going to be looking forward to pick, just because, you know, everybody needs a few Wastelands in their, in their uh, collection. Uh, that does it for the lands. Uh, we're going to go ahead and call it here. I'm going to try and package these up as by colors and maybe artifacts and multicolors and so on. So we're going to go ahead and say, hey, this was fun. Hopefully you like this as much as I have enjoyed this. Uh, if you do like this, please send me a mention over on Twitter at jwiley129. Uh, also, uh, you, if you have not listened already, you must listen to my podcast, which is Eyes on the Mize. You can find it on Twitter at Eyes on the Mize, or you can reach us by email at eyesonthemize at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening, and I will talk to you guys next time.